Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The test of our progress is not whether we add more to the abundance of those who have much. It's whether we provide enough for those who have too little. I find clarity of purpose and wisdom in those words. Sarah Inamorado, the new Allegheny County executive, after her inauguration yesterday, it's official. She is the first woman to run the county and a $3 billion-plus budget, a lot on her plate. Joining us from KDK-TV on our Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline, political analyst John Delano. John, good morning. Hey, good morning, Larry. Good morning, Marty. Happy New Year to you both. And, you know, that uh, particular quotation was from my distant cousin, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, right. his, his second inauguration uh, speech and you know, right in the midst of the Depression. And they're good words. They're, they really are. I was surprised she uh, was aware of them or knew of them. And, and uh, I uh, compliment her on that. I'm sure a lot of thought went into yesterday because it's day one to position herself and what her mission and plans are to follow up what we thought they might be during her campaign. Now it's time to govern. It's time to deliver. <laughs> and, and it's going to be very interesting to see. I, I should say up front, guys, that you know, I've known Sarah Inamorato a long time. I really, really like her as a person. Uh, she's a very likable woman. Uh, but she's going to be judged not on likability, but on performance and on what she does as county executive over the next four years. And uh, in her remarks yesterday, I was there. She delivered a very liberal address with lots of progressive uh, goals listed one after the other, the creation of new offices, uh, in the county government. And she also made some promises with respect to child care subsidies and the like. I mean, we're going to see whether she can deliver. She, her agenda was positively received, certainly by those of her, her supporters in the audience. But there was no mention of how you're going to pay for all this. And that, of course, is not unexpected on day one. She's got many more days to lay that out. But uh, there's still a lot of questions out there. We shall see. All right. So I've been hearing this for a couple of weeks now that they've done very little of the ground game stuff. So let me just read through some of the openings. Deputy County Manager 
Director of Climate Resilience, Director of Housing Strategy, Deputy Chief of Staff, Deputy Communications Director, Health Director, Chief Public Defender, County Solicitor, Facilities Management Director, Economic Development Director, Sustainability Director, Chief Medical Examiner. In other words, none of those jobs have been filled. Is that unusual, sir? I don't think it's that unusual. I think that uh, the fact is that she's coming and she's keeping a lot of people in place who are there. She will may she may well ultimately replace them. But I think uh, she's a Democrat succeeding a Democrat. And uh, it's not surprising that to me, at least, that she wouldn't have the whole cast of characters uh, filled out yet. Um, I, you know, I guess I, when it comes to elected officials coming into office, I don't expect them on day one to have the entire mission accomplished. I really think it's not fair on that score. I didn't say about fair. I'm saying that most of the men and women I've talked to have these folks lined up or ready to go the day they start, and she has none of it done. I've been told by several people they've done very little work thus far. Well, it's hard for me to analyze that because I'm not I'm not as familiar as you are with the sources that you have uh, with respect to each of those every offices. But I would just say, uh, you know, give her a little bit of time, Marty. Absolutely. That said, what do you think, John, is the most pressing issue for the people living in this county? Well, I think it's what was interesting to me was the great divide that she focused on in her speech basically saying that there are a lot of people who are well off in this county, but there are also a lot of people, she said 40%, who are not, who have a hard time making their paychecks stretch to cover all their expenses, and that she wanted to focus on those 40%. So the question of how you do that, to me, is a real challenge. It's a real challenge politically, but it's a real challenge governmentally, and particularly when it comes to taxes, because there was no mention of reassessment. There was no mention of, how, of higher county taxes. And so if she wants to do all the things that she said in her, her inaugural that she intends to do, including the creation of these new positions, then how are we going to pay for this? And I think that's really the great unanswered question uh, from, uh, you know, the average person out there, they're not affected by county services, That's right. particularly. They really aren't. And all they, what they really care about is how much do I have to pay in taxes? Right on. You know? And, and, so most, and, and let's be honest. This is a fact. Most of them don't give a damn about the jail. I think you're right. You're right. Right. You're, you're right. They don't care about the jail. They don't care about most things that county government's engaged in. And, and maybe that's not a good thing. I'm I not agree. arguing that that's the right thing. I mean, we should care about our homeless folks yeah, and how, how, we, how we set up systems to help. We should care certainly about crime in the streets. Of course. She talked a lot about programs for teenagers to get them out of the crime cycle. I mean, a lot of this stuff is part of the progressive agenda, and, and no surprise, you'd expect that from Sarah and Amarato. So the question is, how do you pay? How do you do the things, all the very, very uh, aggressive things that she's, she's pledged to do? First full day in office today, John Delano. Watch him on KDK-TV. Always appreciate your input, John. Thank you. And You're the best, Jamie. I forgot you were related to FDR. 
Yeah, it's a little distant. He was like fifth cousin of my great grandfather or something. But I did meet all the all of FDR's kids at one time, and uh, I've met a number of Roosevelts over the years. But my grandmother always said to me, John, or she'd say Jonathan, using my full name, Jonathan. You're a Delano, not a Roosevelt. Hey JD. <laughs> hey JD. <laughs> she was not a she was not a fan. She was a strong Republican. Hey JD, in one of the books about FDR, mm-hmm. it talks about him hanging out in the attic in the White House. You know, he and I share an attic in see, common. See, Larry? A lot of time in the attic. <laughs> Thank My you, man. John. You guys are nuts. He's the king. John Delano, related to FDR. In the attic. With FDR. Hey, thanks, guys. Happy Love New you, Year man. to you and everybody. The best. Thank you. Thanks. Did you know this Sunday? How would you know this? You're a married guy, what, over 20 years now? It's uh, dating Sunday. Oh. For some reason, uh, this is the weekend. The first Sunday in January is the busiest day of the year for online dating. According to Tinder, which calls it Dating Sunday, the number of new bios increased. Thousands of new pics are added every minute. The number of messages sent goes up by 22%, and likes go up a lot. The app told the New York Post they expect to see close to 59 million more this Sunday compared to the rest of the year. Tinder says they usually see an increase in activity on the app between Dating Sunday and Valentine's Day. Stacy Lynn, CBS News. So apparently it's a big, big Sunday. And a huh. lot of people meet online. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. I mean, it does open the doors instead of going to the bowling alleys like or you a used bar. to. Or a bar. Or church. That's cool. I love church is a great place. Um, I got to tell you, though, I've seen some of the photos that people post while they're looking for love. And you're thinking, what were they thinking when they posted this picture? Oh, oh, I know. Have you seen some of these? Oh, yes. Have you ever gone online? I know you have a boyfriend now, Samantha. Yes, but I, I was on, I preferred Hinge. Hinge? Hinge. It, Unhinged. It, it should be called Unhinged, yeah, because of the crazies I got on there. But that one's more, I liked, I preferred Hinge. That's the one I used. What's the most popular online dating service do you know probably tinder but hinge hinge and bumble i'd say are two hey hey, help me with this samantha so why would i put a picture up of brad pitt in his 20s and then marty griffin in his 60s shows up at the diner why (laughs) because guys do this crap why you're looking at me like i'm stupid wait what do you mean happens every day no no like what do you people put up pictures of themselves that aren't them Oh, like, yeah. Oh, to yeah. lure people in. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people just do it almost like trolls to just, like, mess with people as well or to just, like, bait people into talking well, to them. So or... let me ask you the practical question. So if you go online and you're looking for a date, you find somebody that you think is interesting yeah. and kind of like, okay, what do you do next? How does that work? Um. You usually you kind of just talk and see like if you because you have to match first. You can't just like message anybody. Oh, you have to match on most of them. And somebody they have to approve. Or like basically on Tinder, how it works is like you'll be scrolling through. You swiped left or right, and if you both both swipe right on each other, like it doesn't tell you. Well, you can pay to find out who swipes right on you, but like if you both swipe right on each other, you match. Oh, I didn't know it was like a game like that. Yeah, yeah, and then you can st- then it opens a chat and you can start talking. You can't just like message anyone. 
you know, people pick on online dating. There's, I think it's a wonderful there's resource. There's a lot of people that have. My man Patrick, that's how he met his wife. Yeah, there's a, it's a lot oh, of. Oh, I didn't know that. My nephews, how they met their wives. It's definitely not for the weak. It's a, it's, 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 some of it, it's really hard because you Yeah, get but some, dating isn't for the weak. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, you get some. Weirdos. Idiots. And it can get a little bit depressing. My sister sent me some pictures of what guys put out there of themselves. And oh, it's yeah. like. I don't want to, it's specific, staggering. specifically men. It's staggering. That it's, I it's, believe you. Uh, Men are morons. She sent one of this guy pole dancing. I'm like, <laughs> my favorite are the fish. One, one big, one of the big jokes is like the fish pics. A lot of guys post pictures of them, like when they go fishing. Why? I, I don't know. I, well, there is FarmersOnly.com. Yeah, that's what they should go. Not, not Tinder. Is there? There isn't. There is a site called Fish or something. Oh uh, yeah, but dating, I, I think it's I th- PH. That, that's a religious. Yeah, I don't think that that's. <laughs> I don't know. What was the only Christian Mingle? Christian Mingle. Yeah. There's a bunch of like small, but the big ones that are like the apps are Ladies That Love Lamps dot com. Oh, maybe. <laughs> wow. You that's what you need, Larry. <laughs> what? Ladies that love lamps. Uh, he brought God. it up. Did he not? Yeah, he brought it up. He's bringing it up. He's asking for it. Thank you. No, and I brought it up because the cheapskate bought his wife a lamp for Christmas. But it's a beautiful. Come lamp. on, it is not. <laughs> I want to see you know, it. Now I got to find it. Yeah, I want to see it. Wait, find it. <laughs> I don't know where she put Wait. it. I'll tell you where you can put this lamp. The leg of lamp. Wow. No, it's not a leg lamp. Uh, it's a snowman. It's a beautiful <laughs> lead crystal ball lamp. globe and lit from inside. Oh, God. He has a little scarf on, his snowman hat. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's really I, special. I, I can picture Maybe it. Maybe a sexy blender next year. <laughs> <laughs> or as Raz suggested, a Roomba. Wow. Every Wednesday at this time, we check in with the man behind the Urban League of Greater Pittsburgh. He is the president and CEO, Carlos T. Carter, on our Disc Institute, Pittsburgh Newsline. Happy New Year, Carlos. Good morning. Happy New Year to you guys as well. Happy New Year, man. A lot of people hoping to get off uh, on a good start, with a good start here in the new year. So what do you suggest? Well, as I kind of mentioned uh, in the past, you know, about 60% of people set resolutions, but only 8% to 12% realize them. Um, I think ways of getting off to a good start is really taking time to reflect back, right, before you move forward to, to take time to evaluate what went well, what went wrong. And I think this is important because, a lot of times there's cycles of failure and we keep doing the same things and don't apply our lessons. You know, they say insanity is doing things the same way, expecting different results. And then from there, I would say start prioritizing things you want to accomplish um, this year in 2024. And, you know, obviously everybody faces obstacles. It's, uh, you know, persistence and doing what you got to do to overcome them too, to achieve your goals and, and get over those things that stand in your way. I agree, because I think some key obstacles is like not being realistic, because um, it takes a while to, to change. I think sometimes people want to do too much, you know, setting too many goals, uh, not writing them down. Uh, and I think people getting discouraged, because it is discouraging when you're trying to create change, because we're creatures of habit. And so, in, in your book, you talk about a lot of ways that people can, you know, kind of change. And I think a lot of people want to be a better version of themselves every year. That's natural. But 
to overcome resolution roadblocks, what do you recommend? One thing I think is being positive is important, easier said than done, but it is easy when you have, you're ambitious, you're excited. Like when people are at the gym, right, they're there at first, it's full and then it's empty again. Um, But like not getting discouraged and getting back up, right, no matter how many times uh, you're you're kind of knocked down and being patient, right? As I mentioned earlier, it's a process. It it takes, I think, at least two months to really start developing a a good habit. You know, 45% of our brain's activities are on autopilot. And so it takes time to do that. So being realistic and really being being set in specific and measurable goals and setting a timeline. Um, And I think having a support network is important to rallying the troops, having people to hold you accountable, but also to support you. I think when you have that support system, the accountability, specific goals, and, you know, finding ways to keep yourself positive, I think you have a better chance of moving forward in a positive way. And by the way, Carlos's book is Greatness Awaits You. So what are your wishes and goals for the year and the mission of the Urban League of Greater Pittsburgh? Awesome. Well, obviously, we always have uh, – well, I'll start with a successful gala on the 16th of February. You can go to our website to get information about we're having our Ron H. Brown gala. So we have fundraising goals there. That's important. Really, I actually beefing up our staff, you know, because it's, it's hard getting the right folks, you know, on the team, you know, in these markets. But I think it's getting better, so getting the right staff. Um, and really, we're finalizing our strategic planning, and so really uh, setting our priorities and implementing uh, those things. Uh, I think those are some key things. That there are many, but those are a few that, I, that I'll mention. And you can always uh, check it out at ulpgh.org, Urban League of Greater Pittsburgh, President and CEO Carlos T. Carter. Here we go, Carlos. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. And here we go, Steelers. Thank you. <laughs> On our Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. You can reach us anytime. More and more people finding it easy with a smell key instant access. Just a click away. Instant access at kdkradio.com. We get your messages right into all of our inboxes so we can read them 24-7. Feedback on the show. So, swear I'm I get this unsettling uh, message from my uh, boys out in the streets yesterday. This actually happened. So the garbage truck guys in Pittsburgh who work their tails off, by the way, really tough job. They get to this mound of trash, mound, Larry, in the street and on the sidewalk in Mount Oliver yesterday. And again, hardworking. Really, really, and actually kind of a dangerous job. True story. They're loading the trash onto a garbage truck, and they find a body in the trash under the garbage. Okay? So what do they do? What good employees do? They call 911, and they send out the cops, and they call in homicide. This actually happened yesterday morning. What happens? Um, The guy ends up being drunk. Drunk. So he slid under the garbage to stay warm. He was so drunk. He was so passed out. God bless him. And he lives in uh, Mount Oliver, I find out. We're actually trying to see if we can get him some help today. But we're in a crisis so bad in some folks' lives that he was so passed out and so drunk he was under a massive mound of garbage and they thought he was dead. They called it homicide. I'm serious.
It's very unsettling. Can you imagine what those guys see? And by the way, the homicide guys on the scene were like floored because he woke up. <laughs> and then the poor guy was so drunk he couldn't walk. But it kind of underlines a couple of things. The crisis that uh, occurs in America with substance abuse, alcoholism at this time of year especially, and how difficult it is to break these habits and how hard it is to get help sometimes. And that's a prime example. Well, fortunately... My God. He's okay and has a chance. And I've, I have a picture of the guy just standing there intoxicated and the cops intervene and try to get him help. But oftentimes, as you know, and as I know, they don't want help. By the way, um, I heard John say this. I heard um, Susie say it yesterday. And obviously you believe the same thing. We have every intention. I in particular am 1000% hoping that Sarah in a hits a home run every single day. I hope she crushes it, period, flat out. I don't give a damn if she ever talks to us live again, if she performs. That's it. It's irrelevant to me that she cares about coming on a talk show or discussing these ideas with this town. But when I make that argument about her being here, we have a big platform and a big audience, and she should do that. But that's trivial, trivial in terms of how difficult it is to manage this monster. just is. It's a big job. Big. It's a really big and important job. And uh, I, I wonder how Rich Fitzgerald's feeling today. Alone. <laughs> well, he sent me a text. Hold on. 12 years running the county, big job, and, uh, you know, I think he's accomplished a lot and done a lot of good. I think he's been a great leader and now he has a new role it's still an important role but it's not running allegheny county i love him um he sent me this text on what was it sunday morning monday monday morning i said you're the man we're gonna miss you you've done a hell of a lot which he has i said thanks it was weird waking up today with nothing to worry about or check on actually fascinating. And I'm excited about the next gig. What's the name of the organization he's representing? I knew you were going to ask me that. I'm not doing that to make Larry seem stupid. <laughs> I'm doing that to suggest that it's an anonymous group that he's, he needs to put on the map. And I hope he does. I think he will. Southwest Planning Commission, I think. It's basically a regional group of County executives, right? That put together massive deals involving economic input, economic infrastructure, and has insane value. And knowing how hard he works and how much he cares, he'll kick you-know-what, Larry. Big time. I love him, as you know. I do, too. I think he's been a great leader. And we wish Sarah the best of luck. However, we will have completely different access to her. And I thought in the most critical moments, Rich Fitzgerald was the most accessible. He was on every day. You needed that voice. He was, he was voice. on every day. You needed that voice. 
I, I was thinking about this walking in the building this morning about the days when nobody was here That's right. and just dark and, you know, so much unknown. And every day, Rich was on with you to give, give us the update. He's my man. But look, I'm biased. We went to high school together. Fine. But access is important. Whether uh, Sarah gives us access, we'll see. But it won't be like that was. Just won't. But thank you, Rich Fitzgerald. For all you have done. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.